Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 157. Hello! Yes, I'm not sure why I did this either, and I'm Chris. Oh dear, I don't know why Chris did that as well, and this is Ames. Why are any of us doing any of this? I'm Caitlin. I know exactly what to do. I'm Jake. Nice. Wow, I thought you were going to say I'm Chris, and we could have proven you wrong. That would have oh. been really funny. Mm, wow, I fucked up the joke. Well, considering... No. You know, I mean, someday we should maybe actually have a planned intro. Yeah. What? <laughs> Shut your <laughs> fucking you're, mouth! You're hilarious. Mm. Look at this guy. Why would you plan an intro sometime? <laughs> well, you know, maybe we should also invest in the stock market and own a. Ho- well, right, you guys are doing that already, but uh, own a what? Oh, a home. <laughs> maybe we want to say a hot rod. Ooh, that would be fun to own a hot rod. A hot rod home. Oh my a god. Hot, a hot, a mobile home that is done up like like a hot rod from the 50s. That makes more sense. I was just thinking like kidding out your house so it kind of looks like a hot rod, really overclocking the heater. So like, sort of like um, if the <laughs> child's bed shaped like a race car. Was yeah. a well, the whole house. Was exactly. A house. I just, I'm imagining I they're like, like, like kidding out your, your furnace. So yeah. it gets like furnace, 800 degrees or something. I meant furnace when I said heater. A yes, very exactly. hot rod indeed. <laughs> mm. like, well, what's the purpose of this? How do we get I don't the- know. It gets 400 degrees in this house. I could bake a that, turkey in was, here. Wasn't that a subplot in uh, Home Improvement? How do we get the Queer Eye guys it, to fund this? I mean, it sounds this? like it. It sounds like sounds something like Tim do. the Tool Man Taylor would do. Uh? Fucking asshole. Anyway. Whoa. Have you become an adult? Who, like, deals with a dishwasher now. I just remember him, Oh, what are you going to rinse a dish for? Because shit sticks, Tim. Because you don't turn the machine on right away. And ugh. Also, if you also don't turn the machine on right away, the next time you open the dishwasher, it's going to stink. Yeah. Yeah, just proof. Anyway. You know, there's um, I saw a YouTube thing, though, where apparently on many brands of dishwashers, you're supposed to put some dishwashing soap in just in the pan. Like, you know, you put the dishwashing soap in the little cup mm-hmm. that has the lid. Yeah. But you also are supposed to put some just, like, in the in the machine. Like, just door. spray oh. it randomly around? Yeah, just like, like, a fire know, hose? like if you use the powder, you just, you know, I put feel like you're. Powder. I feel like you're definitely making it no, up. No, I'm you're not. You're going to flood everybody's kitchen. I'm absolutely not. And the idea is that there's an initial wash. Like, mm-hmm. before the cup opens and releases the soap, there's, like, True. an initial wash that it does. Mm. So if you put the dishwashing soap in there, it actually makes it so that... Initial wash. And there's actually, on some dishwashers, there's even a pre-wash cup. Specifically, I think, Jake, for I just purpose. need you to understand that Chris is absolutely going to do this the next time he wash that he starts the dishwasher. And if this is all a joke, I'm it's literally not a joke. Going to murder you. It is not a joke. Yeah, I'll, and, I'll find the video. Look, I'll send it to you. Jake owns a house. He knows more about dishwashers Jake than I do. Doesn't do the dishes most of I, the time. I'm always. But didn't I'm he get like a manual? Dishes. Anyway, well, he knows the theory. <laughs> this, apparently, this, I'm a, yeah, exactly. I'm what a, are we here to do today, I'm guys? I'm a theoretical dishwasher. Don't destroy my fucking dress, you shithead. Who was it? The oh, white, white cat. cat? Oh, Willie. Oh, Willy he white. loves fabric. Oh yeah, that's yeah, like a well, tool. Yeah. He's gonna have to not. You know, he's a tool. Well, with that. Today we are looking at Voyager episodes Remember and Sacred Ground. So hairy. First up in Remember, 
Voyager is taking the Anarans back to their homeworld. They they met a bunch of them on a colony, and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, we... we uh, Bunch of the homeworld, but it's, it's kind of a schlep because we don't have fancy warp as you do. And Voyager's like, well, fuck, we'll, we'll take it. It'll be way quicker. And the Anarans teach them about energy conservation, apparently, or something. And and the ball loot. Yeah, yeah. Balloot, oh, the, if the you will. The sensual ball loot. Yeah, well. Twist Speaking of sensual. The balls are pretty sensual. It turns out that Balana's having some super steamy dreams, and she decides it would be great to go into detail with it about her old friend and commanding officer Chakotay for some reason. Who I'm uh, pretty sure has never actually had an erection or sex with a woman. <laughs> um, Seska. Seska. Eh, she stole his cum, we don't know. Yeah. No, no, I think they... They back is, in the no, day. I'm sure they did. I'm just making fun Anywho, of Chakotay. Yes. So, Alana's dreams are it's okay to be Chakotay to be gay. What? Of course it is, it's but happening. that's not. I don't wait. know. Anyway. Uh, well, you said no, it's never had sex with a woman. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I meant uh, his preferred gender, whatever it might be. I'm just implying Wait, he he's, doesn't he's do never sex. been with another Anyone. being aside yeah. from his left, his hand. left hand. Oh, I understand now. Okay. So. So yeah, her dreams are at first steamy, but soon turn upsettingly fascist. Yeah, holocausty. Uh, yeah, so it turns out that the Anarans had a what kind of sounds vaguely like an almost Amish, almost Amish sect called mm. the um, Regressives, Regressives which really creative name. <laughs> and for some reason, people not wanting technology really freaks them out, so they quote unquote relocate a bunch of them. Yeah, guess where that was going. And, uh, you know, a bunch of them being murdered and this and that. And <laughs> I like that you gloss over that. So they do some murder, yada yada. But I, no, really, I'm jumping the gun is the problem, because what it is is Balana is, is well, Balana is living the life of some unknown at this point, Anarin, and... Karenna, I think, was the, the name. Yeah, that sounds right. She calls herself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so she's with this lad, and he's like, yeah, everything you've been taught is a lie. And her father, Senator Kelly, is all like, uh, no, what they're saying is lies. And he gradually ups the fascist rhetoric and then convinces her he's... The father convinces her that the boyfriend is actually just a lying jerk who says this to seduce a bunch of different women. Yeah, and he she... showed her a YouTube vid or something. Yeah. Just point. <laughs> yeah, she buys it for, like, no reason and turns in her boyfriend and he and some other regressive are evap... Uh, not evaporated. What's the word I want here? Murdered? Yeah, but... Uh, irradiated? Yeah, they're, like, irradiated at the stake or something. Oh, it was awful. It was pretty bad. And now that the story is over, you know, Balana's all... Yeah, that's right. Because So before she got the last chapter, she, like, realized it was an old woman who was along with them. and The last chapter. Is like, what's going on here? <laughs> well, because she was getting it in life segments. And, uh, you know, no, the old I... woman's like, you know, oh, remember, tell the story, etc., etc. She was binge-watching on that. Yeah, and then Balana bursts into their, like, farewell party and is like, you Nazi fuckers. And they're all like, what? N no. We no. We've never heard of Nazis. And then, you know, Janeway's like, there's really nothing we can do. And Prime directive. I'm going to hide behind it for once in the last what, couple like, of weeks. But seriously, what it, the fuck? We, wait, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, but still. <laughs> so, though, there's this young engineer woman who, like, seemed to have an aborted plot line with Harry Kim, which is fine, because there was enough going on in this episode, we didn't need that, who's like... Just open-minded enough to, like, take the memories from Balana, and maybe she's gonna blow the lid off this whole thing? We don't know. Nope, she'll get killed, too. Well, Probably. if Balana's watch-through of this show is any any indication, she's gonna blow something. 
I mean, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm usually the first person to decry hiding behind the Prime Directive, but the issue here really just does become, like, the amount of time they would need to invest in this is oh, just yeah. unrealistic. And if, they, we were, if we were rushing through that swarm space... Yeah. ...because it would take too long to go around, like, they'd have to, like, invest decades to to overhaul this system. Well, also, like, what was Voyager going to do? It's not like right. them it's from not, orbit. It's not like they're the, the Delta Quadrant police. Yeah, like, it, it's... This is one of the few times where I'm just kind of like, you know, like, I appreciate, because the thing I always say is like, okay, look, yeah, you can't steam in and change their culture, but you don't have to be friends with them. No, yeah. you do always and say that. at the end, she goes, we're not going to be friends with them. And Even I'm like, though Harry, thank you. Harry did want to plow that shit. So badly. And uh, she was guessing. into it. Yeah, but now she's got the truth. So, she does. So, so she's going to be killed soon, like you said, or somebody said. Definitely. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, so I appreciate that. That like, yeah, like realistically, there isn't really anything they could do because what are they going to do? Stay there? And again, like, clearly there's a pretty strong denial-slash-propaganda machine. Like, the amount of time and resources. They would basically... She'd have to go to the crew and be like, Crew, never mind going home. We're going to fix this planet. And the crew's gonna be like, This this time you're... Oh, f- fuck. <laughs> um, okay, but, like, why not stay and fix the planet? They're never gonna make it home anyway in their lifetime. What's their big fucking rush? They, they're never gonna make it. They've had a lot of chances already to get home in this lifetime. There are gonna be more. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, fine. Look, they know their protagonists... In a Star Trek show and that it will work out for them in the end. (laughs) They saw that episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, wicked bummer of an episode. Uh, Partly because the ending is so just like, yeah, no, that's kind of... Yeah. Good luck storming the castle. Yeah. Realistic. That's like, yo, yeah, nothing's going to come of this anytime soon. Which, you know, I think the point was, you know, the old woman wanted the story to be passed on. Mostly. Yeah, and that did happen. It's a little bit inner light in that way. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Ne- it's, a, it's a never forget sort of message as opposed to, like, yeah, there's nothing we can do to bring these people back, but the least we can do is remember that they existed and remember the bullshit that we did to them. And hope it, you know, that yeah. by remembering we don't do it again, right? human history would argue otherwise. Mm. Yeah, well, it's the well, same, like, you know, there's, there's countless genocides that have happened on Earth that... We don't talk about, uh, you know, the Native Americans. You know, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't involve Chicote. I'm really. so glad they didn't. Well, I was waiting for them to a couple yeah, times. But I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't because, you know, if anybody was going to have opinions on a covered up genocide, it might be him. Yeah. Mm. Well, not this time. Um, yeah, I know the Armenian this... genocide. Yep. The, at, the ongoing Uyghur genocide. Yikes. Yeah, okay. I know also this episode, like, at the time that this episode came out, there was a big, like, Holocaust denier book that had just come out mm. from some asshole. He's probably in government now. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I also read that this uh, episode was originally conceived for TNG, and it would have been Troy, as if Troy hasn't been through this enough, because it's also struck me I as was very violations. That. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of violations vibes from this episode. Well, especially, what yeah. they sh- it, especially in, like, n- now that you've mentioned that it was going to be Troy, I'm like, oh, of course there was a sex plot. Oh. Uh, instead, they should have done it for Beverly, because as we all know, she loves reading Grandma's Dirty Diaries, so probably she would have been super into reading Grandma's Granny's super hot Holocaust snuff film. Yeah, and this kid is dead, so it's like fucking the, the ghost. ghost. Yeah, I I said at the end like, man, this boy's ghost just 
getting laid all over the place. That is the, so that was the thing is this was such a good turn t- turn around rather because at first I was like what's going on here what's this, this weird sex dream I even said like the f- the first sex dream it was like wow I did not know you could get away with that level of heavy panting on network television it was pretty hot and heavy and then she's like going into it in way too much detail with Chakotay and I was like what is this episode and then the <laughs> sort of turn occurs and I was like oh okay mm. and it improved. Quite a bit. See, I was, I was, well, for, other, other than having read the synopsis first, but I'd already forgotten it because it had been a little while. I got clued in very quick because it's like, Balana would never wear this hideous nightgown. That mm. is an awful nightgown for Balana. She would never have worn <laughs> She that. would sleep naked. Like, oh yeah, no, I mean, the thing, like, the, the episode, like, description on the app even was like, oh, she's having weird dreams. So it wasn't that, what I just mean was like, is this going to be a bunch of weird sex dreams? Yeah, <laughs> What's I, going I thought on? it was going to be some kind of, like... These aliens were mind raping people, on, like, or my, something. Yeah, we've like done I, that episode. I know we've done so? it, but like especially well, it's Star Trek. They love when recycling. we had this, the, like the the party, yeah, the ten forward, where uh, like everyone was dressed weird. Like even mm. like usually the Voyager crew, even when they're like off duty, yeah, they were usually wearing gear. their their outfit. Their outfits. So I was like. Okay, yeah. and then they're having Harry like... Harry looked real weird in his little costume. Oh, I even, liked his suit. Even, oh, I liked it, it too. Even Silly Janeway had a special suit, Tuvok, and they're all playing on their instruments, and it's the way you play the instrument is like tweak the nipple. It's yeah. really weird. <laughs> yeah, there's... Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the fact that it went the way it did, the, the, the huge tonal shift, like, it, and it was well handled, I think. Like, it didn't feel jarring when it happened. Like, it happened, you're like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, I'd say it was well handled. Hey, yeah, I'd also give us like that nipple loot. Gross. Uh, I'd also give a lot of credit to Roxanne Dawson because she mm. was a re- she was really yeah. solid this episode. She was. She was. And great. like it, it gave me a more appreciation for her talents because you know she's usually Bolana, you know, and I think we saw her stretch herself a bit in the in the two Bolanas episode. Oh, faces, yeah. But here it was really interesting having her play an entirely different character. Yeah, she's neither Bolana nor Bolana. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and like it it showed a, a good amount of range because yeah. when she was in the dream world and and be, being that woman, it was very clearly a different character. Yeah, which, which was I thought really well done. Definitely, yeah. and she looked. Fucking great in that little blue blazer thing. Mm. That was like the one costume in this episode that I was like, that, that is awesome. What's funny is we kind of, one thing we didn't, we weren't too keen on the weird like headbands the Anarans were wearing. <laughs> oh my God, no, they were terrible. But God, you think they would have let Dawson wear one so she didn't have to sit through the Klingon makeup Aww. for the dream sequences? But nope, she's the parent, the one Anaran that doesn't wear. Well, I was wondering like, is it a is it a hat or is it part of their head? It seems to be a oh, hat. Oh no, not another one of those. Well, that's the thing because at first I was like, they've oh, got the... hair and feathers. I was like, this looks like the feather people. I was thinking that too. I, I didn't I, say it at the I'm time. I'm pretty but sure I was it's hats, that. just because like they seem to like go with their outfits. So unless mm-hmm. everyone coordinates their outfits to their hair, <laughs> uh, don't you? <laughs> no. Nope. So do you think that? So the woman was quite old. Yeah. So she, you know, is probably among the few people left from that era who would have remembered this genocide. Mm. So do you think the other Anarans, especially like the leader guy who was kind of being a prick about it, do you think they knew? Do you think he knew that this was a real historical event? Or do you think he was being legitimate when he's like, oh, no, it's just, you know, she's an old lady. No, he felt... You're confused about what you're dreaming about. He definitely felt like in on it. That, I mean, that's what I thought too, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, maybe, maybe he is just, 
ignorant of it like everybody else. And I'm pretty sure the young woman uh, uh, yeah, like was the, not aware of it. The young one definitely didn't know because that, you know, like, again, if anything, she was taught the, like, propaganda version. Oh, they were resettled. Where? Uh, <coughs> farm upstate. Well, they, weren't they also taught that they were re- resettled and then their ignorance made them Oh, yeah, yeah. They wiped themselves yeah, out. Kill themselves. Or yeah, you know, because they were dirty failed, and stuff. Right, like, yeah. They, so fucked. Tale as old as time. I mean, that's why I kind of think that there that there was an opportunity not that I say that I necessarily want because I think they would have handled it poorly but there was an opportunity to talk about Native American genocide because that was sort of the thing yeah but again they would have they were relocation so badly well with that you know I think they're going more for laying you know the the so often forced relocation is a uh, cover whereas I mean among other things we did horrible things we did do. The forced relocations were real. They hoped people would die, and many did. But this, there wasn't even a, you know, the forced relocation was just a lie from the off. They were just Well, so that's interesting also, because we don't know that. We know that that's what the boyfriend said. He yeah. said that they're being vaporized. I kind of feel like he's a reliable Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, inclined, I took him at his I'm inclined to trust him on this. But at the same time, I guess, you know, we are only getting... We're only getting that through through that one character. Yeah. But it seems... And even he admits, like, that it's an assumption based on the fact that they haven't heard from any relatives. Yeah. But they're getting killed. Yeah. You know, maybe they are taking them somewhere and killing them and such. But, yeah, no, they're definitely getting killed. And, like, I have a, I'm having, like, deja vu. Was there another, if not a Star Trek episode, some something else that was a very similar plot in a sci-fi where, like, people were loaded into a transport ship and then vaporized wasn't that wasn't there a pod thing episode well there's the pod thing where they thought they were going where they were going to the afterlife oh that's the one from pos or no 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 no, that was a harry 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 thrown to another dimension oh that thing yeah yeah tos had the like the like war the virtual war where people lined up to die but they knew they were lined up to die oh yeah exactly i thought for sure you were about to take the piss and be like wasn't there some other nazi sympathizer episode (laughs) and bring up spock Uh, (laughs) yeah uh, if there is it's either an episode we've not gotten to or it's a different series entirely because it's not ringing any bells yeah i I don't think it was start but like yeah the whole time i'm watching this man like i swear i'm like imagining a thing where there were people in like a transport ship like a 747 sort of deal and then like like a beam of of energy just vaporizes them the langoliers but now i don't was it a babylon 5 episode i don't know because my 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 book Delta Quadrant, the unofficial guide to Voyager, as I said, it likes to it likes to quote things that in the deja vu section that mm. he reminds the author of other episodes of things, and uh, he writes the handling of the revelation revelation that the Anarans are responsible for genocide is similar to that in the Babylon Five episode Secrets of the Soul, though that was made after this one. So it's wow. oh, Jesus Christmas. Uh, so I don't remember. I I wouldn't know the name of that episode off the top mm, of my head. So. Mm. Yeah, it's a, there's just something very familiar about it. Yeah, no, that's fair. But unfortunately, I cannot uh, verify. But yeah, no, I think, like I said, it was it was well done, well handled, tonally worked. I, again, am glad that really nothing... Because early on, it seemed like maybe the B-plot with Harry and the engineer was going to be something, and I'm glad it wasn't, because it would not have fit in here. Yeah, it was just enough to show that they're a presence on the ship, they've been working here for the time that they've been yeah. doing stuff, and that they're also here in engineering, helping us with... 
something. Yeah, and like this really didn't have a B plot, and I think that's good. It also didn't have a ton of techno babble, which True. is good. Yep. Um, well, and having a like an actual big romantic B plot would have been like hugely inappropriate. Yeah. In this Any episode. B plot, I think, would have just taken time away from the central plot. What which, was which was already a really good yeah. plot. Yeah, like, and I think we've played about that before, and you're like, did we have to have this? Couldn't we have just devoted more time in this time? They listened retroactively, somehow. Yes. Um, <laughs> they, they they saw into the future, like they sometimes do. Like, hey, this, this whiny asshole in the t- early 21st century. I will say... <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> again, it was, it was strange they weren't in uniform, but again, I personally thought Harry's suit was kind of fun. I liked it. I, I wrote in my notes, it looks like he's a little boy in daddy's clothes. <laughs> wow, I think that's just... I think you just don't like Harry Kim. No, I actually I love Harry Kim as a character. No, I just he's thought he looked great. I just thought he looked very silly in in what looked like the equivalent of a of a oversized suit. Mm. Tom's was very Tom. Mm-hmm. And again, Tuvok, you know, when they when Tuvok is in civilian clothing, not for the sake of a disguise as Caitlin reminded me, as we'll find out next week. Um <laughs> they put is. him in some damn good clothes. Yeah, I remember the, you know, a few weeks ago there on a romance novel episode, he was in that, like, fantastic robe in his quarters and stuff like that. Like, I'm pretty sure Janeway was just in a suit we're going to see her in next week. This is getting confusing. (laughs) This is what you've done. This is what happened. I I, I didn't make this plan. I feel like it's my fault. I'm pretty sure it's my fault. I'll take the hit on this one. Cool. Uh, I also liked Janeway's Janeway's little costume. It's that Mm -hmm. kind of, like... Very competent looking looking kind of clothing mm-hmm. that's also casual. Yeah. So yeah, she looks great. I, as I said, I love uh, the little uh, jacket Balana got to wear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Janeway totally came during that whole ball oh, yeah. playing scene. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, big yep. time in that front of everybody, which was very embarrassing, I'm sure. It was kind of sad because oh, like, we'd never do the, you know consent is important. Oh, these seem like an all right bunch of people. Oh, oh, they're Nazis. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's always Nazis. It's all there's all like we had the space Nazis that subjugated the the Kazon. Remember those guys? The t- don't want to say tame. That that's an Aubertine. Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah those yeah. those jerks. Yeah, there's always space Nazis in this show. Well, you know, it's because the history is littered with Nazis. Nazis. Mm. They just had different names in the past, and they're the most recent one that we can point to and use that as a catch-all. Yeah, I loved how at the very end when Balana's passing the information off to that chick, she basically, like, the, the context is, this could happen again if no one knows it's happened before. Yep. And I'm like, wow, we're doing that right fucking now, because I was just reading up on, like, how they're banning all these random math books in Florida because yeah, I saw critical that. race theory. I'm not like, sure how you what? do that with math, but... I think most of them... have to do with anything? Most of them are getting canceled because they mention Common Core, and they're so scared of Common Core in Florida. You know, because if you do common core math... You might not learn math. You might learn math, but you might become a homosexual, <clears throat> which you can't have in Florida. Oh, this country is doomed. So, uh... <laughs> I always love thinking of that Looney Tunes when Bugs, Bugs saw, uh, yeah. saws Florida yep. off into the sea. Yeah, love that. Fucking just the, the best. The fucking hero we need. Yeah, but it's not, but you can't stop in Florida because we also got Texas now, Arizona. Yep. Um, even here now, 
bunch of fucking parents are bringing some sort of transphobic lawsuit against a school. Oh, great. great. Yeah, so this has been great. Sad Reality great. Corner. Back to fantasy. Back. Sad reality. Back to sad, not no. reality. Oh, um, God. So, one thing I thought was kind of weak in this episode was the reason why the Anarans genocided these people they were just technically because they, just, they were like because, luddites or whatever yeah like i mean the implication what i just well, sort apparently of didn't bathe enough what i made up for myself was like well you know i mean at the end of the day they were taking up land they probably wanted yeah resources they wanted you know that's what it comes down to is like here was a group of people who was using space that you know they probably wanted to build a factory on or yeah, you but know? then you can just relocate them. You don't need, like, you don't need to kill them. That's true. Yeah, I love how Bellana said says to the, the chick, like, okay, if you if you want to believe this stuff, go find where they were sent, because mm. you're not going to find Like, it. I wish we had, uh, I wish they would have explained why they didn't, why they rejected technology. Like, if it maybe, maybe we find out that, oh, it is, or it's like a religious difference. See, if well, these are also the people... That wouldn't make me love it anymore, to be honest. Really? Well, I... I'm not a religious person, and I think that not doing technology because you're religious is... Pers- no one's going to listen to this, right? Because they don't use technology. I think it's a little... Stupid. Well, it is. But, like, but I feel the same way about people that don't want to do medicine because yeah, of religion. Yeah, but you don't think that we should genocide them. No! Oh, my God! No! I think it was... No! My yeah, God! So, so... If it's the people from Innocence... Yes, <laughs> I they're jerks. Yeah, let me let me clarify yeah, one thing. Jerks. Anytime I make any like overarching statements about any group of people, I never mean so we should genocide them. Like that, that was the thing. <laughs> I basically don't ever think genocide is the answer. I was sitting there and I was like, I mean, I hate anti-vaxxers too, but I don't want to kill them. I just want them to get they'll, the fuck away from they'll, me. They'll, they'll yeah, they're themselves killing themselves killed. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess my point is like I wish there were more than just the idea that oh these people don't shop at Best Buy, so like fuck them. <laughs> I mean, I guess the point there, though, is just that, like, when you look at this stuff throughout history, there's, whatever the excuse is, it doesn't matter, because it's just, like, they'll find one. Yeah, that's true. And again, it comes down to, you have something I want, is usually what it is, or I need a scapegoat, and you'll do, because it'll distract from goodness knows what. Like, I think that's really, in a way, like, focusing on that would have almost... It, again, it would have taken time away from sort of the core emotional arc. And again, like, you just look at, at genocide throughout history and it's like, there's always a reason, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just people being horrible to people. And it's usually either, again, just you want land or resources or you need to turn the attention of your populace away from your own fuckery so you make up people to hate. Or you take people and you make up a reason to hate a group of people. Right. You know, it leaves it more sort of general. Speaking, though, of, of, of fascism, I will say that I appreciated the the clothing design for the, you know, flashback Anaran government people. Because it definitely had a very fascist vibe without <laughs> just being Nazi uniforms. Which, like, I feel like quite often people fall back on, like, shades of Nazi uniform. <laughs> Even Star Trek, again, I'm not uh, saying they don't. But in this case, they were like, let's have something that looks... Like, it's plainly, these are not nice people, but let's do something different. Mm. Extra bit of work there, I felt. Yeah. I kept thinking during this episode, like, if we had a Betazoid on board <clears throat> still, they'd be able to, under, to, to like, tell us when they're lying about things. No, no, you see, but uh, inevitably there would be, oh, 
their telepathy keeps me from being able to get oh, a read. every <laughs> fucking time. Mm-hmm. My incompetence as a telepath is making it impossible for me to read. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I still miss Suter. We all do. Suter would have been like, now these are my kind of people. That's oh, no! actually basically true. <laughs> no, and... no, because Suter, Suter had had a deep psychological issue and just enjoyed killing, and damn it, he did not discriminate. That's true. That's true. Plus, he wouldn't like genocidal maniacs because if the genocidal maniacs kill all the people, who's he going to kill? True. It's kind of like that time in the comics where... Uh, no, better example, actually. Oh, no, I wanted to know the first one. And it involved Batman, so now you know. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> like but also, about this is relevant to us. It's kind of like when the gangsters, who are surely murderers in The Rocketeer, are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I thought you were going to say gangster plan. I might I be a criminal, but I ain't no Nazi. Yes. Yeah, and I guess Suter probably would see that way because he was a member of the Maquis. So he, yeah, although it feels like he maybe just joined the Maquis because yeah, it made for like, easy ooh, opportunity for killing. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like some, I like killing. They like me to kill. It really, it's a, it's a good choice of career path. Like, I'm sure he's like, he's like, he just like mows down <laughs> an entire like battalion of Cardassians. Like, wow, Suter, you're great at killing Cardassians. He's like Cardassians. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm sure his his uh, ideology was mostly just, like, you let me kill them? <laughs> What's a Cardassian? Yeah, like, he didn't care that they were Cardassians. He just was like... You're I'm just gonna work me. for whoever wants to pay me to kill the most guys. Yeah, he'd have been a great merc. Goddamn post-scarcity society making it hard to be a merc. <laughs> mm. Anywho, yeah, I don't know. I, um, yeah. It definitely, you know, it left me with, like... Very effective, you know, because I'm sure this was the intent, but it left me with, you know, like, really kind of bummed out. Yeah, it was Like, good. I know there was supposed to be that spark of, like, maybe this woman will begin to change things, but it's just like, oh, this is depressing. Yeah, and you definitely, and I, but I do like that it's left unresolved. I yeah. Like that it's kind mm-hmm. of a, it's like a cliffhanger, but we'll never get the other edge of that cliff, right? Maybe in Prodigy. Hmm. I don't see them revisiting this in a kid's show. It'd be kind of cool, though, if they did, you know, since Janeway is still kind of there. I feel like this episode doesn't, you know, it's not like a very. I, well, plus, I feel it's like not one of the key episodes that and, they would revisit. And on also, a, on a future show, don't. Yeah, I feel like giving us an answer would actually lessen it, no matter what the answer is. You know. Speaking mm. of giving us an answer, oh, let's no. talk, let's let's start moving on. Must we? Mm. Let's just it's talk so about. It's so funny because I I was reading up on this ep- on Sacred Ground, which which we'll talk about in a hot second, and I saw oh Sacred Ground is in the in the bottom ten of episodes for Voyager. The synopsis isn't that bad. How bad can it be? Tell us, Chris. So, Sacred Ground does this amazing trick where you see the title, and if you're like me, you go, oh no, this is going to be a Chakotay episode. It's going to be awful. You shouldn't think that. Just because it's a Chakotay, it might be a Chakotay episode. Well, so far, all the Chakotay episodes have been really... Keep an open mind, is what I'm saying. The problem is, like, it's usually racist made-up Native American things that are wrong, and I'm sad. But instead, I read, you know, the episode description, and I'm like, oh, it's not a Chakotay episode. Maybe it'll be, oh my god, I think it's possibly as bad as some of the bad Chakotay episodes. So, Voyager is at Nachani? Nachani? I've already sure. forgotten. Sure. Nachini? Ooh, that sounds like a delicious pasta. I was going to say, like that a, sounds or like, like an cream. Italian food mm. that I would like to eat. So like anywho, they're, they're, they're at this planet, and they're uh, having some shore leave, and they're being shown around a sacred site, and Kess wanders off. Fucking Kess, am I right? Gets... How many times do I have to tell him to put locks on the doors? 
Uh, <laughs> ah, well, at least once more. And she, you know, like checks out this one little area that you really think would have like a velvet rope or something. Yeah. Because if you get too close, you get murdered by religion. <laughs> so Kess is lying in the sick bay, dying. And uh, Janeway's all, what do we do? And the minister is all like, look, we've got like some hardcore separation of church and state here. Like, we actually mean it. I know fuck all about this. They, monks are like, look, she went to We let them do whatever. But within their little hut. That much separation of church and state. But then, you know, it's like the monks consider the situation resolved and the spirits and yada yada. And then, like, Neelix actually finds an old legend of a king whose son basically pulled a kess. Yeah, in, and the, managed... in the only good good part of this episode. Neelix does a thing. Yeah, and it's very effective, because he's like, so yeah, the king, like, got the monks to give him an audience with the spirits, and the spirits did this and that, and, you know, so James like, aha, and she calls up the minister, and she's like, here's this legend of yours. He's like, wow. Good research. Good legend. But, like, he was a king. It's like, I'm a captain. I'm responsible, too. Like, a king. And he's like... King Janeway. I like Fuck, that. I like that loophole. And they call up the monks. And the monks are like, fuck, that's good. So then... Neelix continues to try to do things. It'd be really fucking annoying the whole episode. What else did Neelix do? Yeah, I don't remember. I was too busy. Wasn't this the episode where he just keeps, like, buzzing around sick bay and... Well, he's... Being like, what can I do to help? Well, yeah, what, I mean, what can I, I do? I, can I, I give her my lungs? Oh, no, a... whoops. I can't the, do that, I guess. The, the, the person he cares about is, like, in a state. I, I, I know, get it. I know. I he was very sweet this yeah, episode. Yeah. You were bitching about it, too, when we were watching. Don't say us I now. I was not. You were a little bit. Oh, no. What I did say was when he offered to help, and then he did end up helping because he found the legend. I said, Neelix, I get it, but what are you going to do, make soup at them? Uh, so I was proven wrong. I was proven wrong, I will admit. But yeah, so... But you gotta keep that open mind. Yeah. Janeway goes on a vision quest, but they don't call it that. It's a trial ritual Something. thing. No, they did mention vision quests. They did. I was actually, again, like, I'm surprised Chakotay didn't pipe up more. Again, glad he didn't. The most he said was... When he was explained the scientific basis oh, to yeah, yeah, Vision yeah. Quest, he was kind of bummed. Let's get back at some point to the Chakotay stuff this episode. Yes, I let's... thought that was good. So Janeway goes on this quest, but she's taking it too scientifically and literally. So she gets an answer, or she thinks she does, but it doesn't work, and it almost kills Kess more. And then she goes back and talks to George's mother for a bit. And... <laughs> Mrs. Costanza, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Looking way younger than she does on Seinfeld, even though it's the same time. <laughs> she looked super young. I think it's, I, I stand by my assertion that it's because she had like longer hair and she wasn't wearing like a grandma old clothes, woman yeah. Florida muumuu. Yeah. But yeah, so then Janeway somehow, I don't know, she, in a betrayal basically of everything Star Trek and Janeway stand for, she just like opens her heart or whatever. And Decides to, like, you know, have blind faith or whatever. Yeah, and, like, just takes Kess back to the thing, and they both get near it, and there's a zap, and somehow the day is saved, and the doctor is giving the scientific explanation, and Janeway's looking sort of wistful. It's like, yes, yeah, very scientific, doctor, and fuck me, this episode sucked. Yeah, this one was rough. Um... It got incredibly, incredibly repetitive. I know, and here's here's another sad element, is this was the directorial debut of Robbie Duncan McNeil. Oh, wow. And he's like, yeah, I was so excited to do this episode. He did a montage scene. Oh, Robbie, honey. Okay, that was a montage? What did he do? What was, what did he... All the stuff in, like, the the trial that was happening. Like, hold the stone. What do you see in the stone? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I mean, why, who do, um, why is his directorial debut, who is he? That's uh, Paris. 
Tom Paris. Oh! He will go on to direct more <laughs> I've episodes. Been, I've been watching this show, guys. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, mean, I don't think it's we, his fault that it sucks. Yeah, as we often say when an episode is poorly written, the director didn't write it. And like, like and you can't I make a sow's ear into a, a silk purse. You know, if you yeah. give him shit, you can't shine. Though I will gold. say, and again, maybe this was the fault of the script more than what he did, but it was super unclear to me if like that was a montage or like Janeway hallucinated the painting part and the climbing part. I was and... wondering that too. I was wondering if the guide ever existed. Because I would love for her to not have existed. I would love for this episode to have never existed. That too. <laughs> I think, and here's the, one of the biggest troubles I have with this episode, because, you know, the whole science versus faith, Ugh. Janeway has to do learn that sometimes you can't figure out the reason to something and yada yada. Sure, you can probably make an episode about that that's interesting. This one was not. And one of, <laughs> one of my biggest gripes was that the guide lady was so condescending the whole fucking episode long mm. that it made me really hate this whole faith approach. Oh, yeah. That it just felt like being judged the whole time. It felt like they were toying with Janeway the whole time mm-hmm. instead of, you know, being earnest and wanting to ever help fucking Kess. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were pretty much like, oh, oh, is she dying? Eh, sucks. Bye. See, really, what they needed was, instead of having that actress play the guide, they really needed Louise Fletcher to play the guide. That would be way too condescending. <laughs> I don't think it should have been condescending at all. I think it should have been been played like a fucking person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not how that's not how it was written. Kaiwen. I don't think. Oh my god! Like yeah, if there, if too the, condescending. The, the way it was written was condescending. Uh, and, and I don't think, I think which was. That, I think you're right. I think a little my child action would. Yeah, <laughs> I would have liked it, it better. And if it, it was were. too bad because at first she was just kind of like whimsical yeah like she stole the tricorder and this and that but then she just became an asshole yeah she turned into a yeah. bitch yeah, that just... actress is like in other things I'm sure probably. probably most I are think she's, the, she's the mom <laughs> from uh fucking uh, Linda Cardellini just shoot me what the fuck words are you saying uh, high school Freaks Seth Rogen. Freaks and Geeks. Wow. How nice. the fuck did... I've never even seen the show, so... Wow. Damn. Um, you got it in one. But yeah, like, I just... You know, like, as Caitlin pointed out, you know, it's like how... You know, DS9 already kind of does this faith versus science thing, but with that, like... The faith turns out to be science. <laughs> and also, like, and yeah, there are still people who believe in it more in a more religious aspect, and, like, despite the scientific explanations, like, I still think this and that, and even I think you could argue maybe... Cisco buys into it in a more faithful way as time passes on, but it's well, like and he doesn't really have much choice at the end. So they fucking zap well, him out of too, his reality. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's it still just feels a little more balanced in that, where like they they let you decide. Whereas this, it just feels like it's coming down firmly on the side of faith. Well, except they do have the doctor kind of explain it at the end. That but it's it was so half-assed because because Janeway went through the first quest and got exposed to that whatever toxin yeah yeah her body had the capability to deflect the yeah. secret beams and because she was carrying cassid but again that's all just sort of undercut by janeway being wistful and being oh yeah that's very scientist. like yes you're a scientist you should be like oh okay i i can go back to being normal now and she also like, hadn't slept for three days true, true. that was a woman who wanted a nap yeah, it's a lot of days I really, I really, I really, as much as I liked seeing George's mom, 
Yeah, uh, that was fun. Oh god, I when did... we when we revisited the fucking waiting room, Jake just asks like, "Why does this waiting room even exist?" Well, yeah, because I don't. I like what, what. Why does any of is it, it Jake? like? Is it supposed to be like? Uh, I don't know, like uh, literary reference or something. Like I, 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 oh fuck, that's what I meant to say, and I didn't. Oh, what, no. what does it mean? What are they? You'll never a get a chance. Reference? You'll never get a chance to say it well, now. Well, no, but Chris. it would have been part. I was gonna intro it with like Janeway does a hell as other people and forgot, <laughs> and it would have been better then than it is now. Yeah. But I'm keeping this in. Damn it! Yeah. I mean, what it happens like when that you put or like charge. some kind of Beckett bullshit. Or, yeah, you right. Know. It did feel mm. like it was made. It had like, had like that end game sort of. Uh, See, the problem here is that like, do they tailor this for every person that comes in? Because like. Unless everyone is coming in a super skeptic like Janeway, like, whatever happens, you know, what happens when someone comes wanting to just embrace it and all? They're just like, oh, uh, fuck, this is going to be really quick. Um, <laughs> it's just, it, ugh. Yeah, but, like, having having the old people in there just kind of, like, bickering with each other and, you know, oh, what time? Oh, we've been here forever. Oh, now she thinks we're a test. Ah, she came in and she's treating her body like an amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I did enjoy. Oh, first she thinks we're a test. Now we're the spirits. That was funny. I liked her. I maybe yeah, would have liked great. the episode if it was just Janeway in that room with those people for like thirty minutes. No, I'd have gotten tired of it pretty fast. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think we got just as much as we needed of yeah. them, to be honest. Yeah, you're probably right. And then, yeah, everything in the first quest, like the montage and everything, Ugh. the painting. What do I paint? What do you think you should paint, my yeah. child? <laughs> right. You know, it just seems... Really so was the, idea, was the idea that Janeway just decided that, oh, I should be painting because that's something you do on a spiritual quest? Let's go with yes. Because that seemed to be the implication. That yeah, it was all just humoring her. Like, you want a quest? We'll give you a quest. It's not going to do anything. Like they, like, they told her so many times this is meaningless that it really, really made the whole sequence meaningless. Mm. Well, it's good but for them. Oh, Success, like, I guess. I just, what? I would say just let Kess die at that point, man. You know? It's kind of how I felt by the they end don't, of this episode. They, they, I mean, the writers have nothing for the character to do, so like, let's just put her in a coma for a while. I, I will say, like, all right, I'm not going to say General Order 24 to this planet. That would be awful. But focus target that fucking temple and just raise it. Also, e okay, even the fucking Justice Planet people at least said what the rules were up front. They didn't say the death thing up front. No, but these people, like... If you have a fucking death arch in your in put your up a temple, sign, you put up a velvet rope. You say, "Do not stand near, lean on, yeah. or enter this arch." A gate. Put up a gate. Something. Ugh, imply. <laughs> Don't even look at it. You've seen enough. Yeah, you, like you, you know, just, you really, just move on. Just put up like one of those um, rope dividers, like a nice screen. Yeah. <laughs> Or nothing, one of those baby gates. To see here. Yeah, baby gate. Because it good. seems extremely easy no for, allowed. for some for a child to wander into it. Which um Yeah, and if you're gonna let people just freely tour it, then you have to be like there are gonna be people here who don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. They won't know about our murder wall. It's my murder wall. And was the murder wall like a 
piece of technology? That they, they said it was it was, it was a, a naturally occurring phenomenon. Yep. Okay. I mean, I get it. You know, like if you know you're a cave person and there's a murder wall, you're gonna go, "Oh, gods must live here and build a temple around it." So that I get. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, um, they got the arch around it perfectly without touching it. Well, that's and, why I was like, it kind of looked like technology. Well, they were, a lot of many Bothans died to build mm. that temple. <laughs> Bothans? It's a uh, Star Return Wars Return of the Jedi reference. Thing. Sure it is. They're like, many Bothans died to bring us the plans for this new... St- Thanks for explaining. Death Star. <laughs> yeah. Good work. I don't even know what a Bothan is, though. Is it like a race of people? Yeah, they never actually show them in the films or anything. No, there you go. So they mention the Bothans whom we never see, and yet Ewoks never get named in the fucking movie. So George Lucas makes sense yet again. Well, so I noticed that we've met the uh, the magistrate before, because I, I spot him, and I'm like, this guy looks fucking familiar. Oh. Uh, he was a Betazoid, because again, oh. Oh. we needed a Betazoid this week. Uh, he played Tam Ebrim, Ebrin, uh, the guy from Tin Man. Oh, okay. Who felt too much. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. because They made a chair just for him. I recognized a couple different people this week, but not him. We're going to see him more in Enterprise as well. Oh, neat. Yeah, we're going to see uh, Fascist Daddy in Enterprise as well. Fascist Daddy. Oh, Senator Kelly. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Senator uh, Kelly was, yeah. Dream Father was played by the same actor that played Senator Kelly in the X-Men movies. Sure. Jesus Christ, you guys are full of references I'm not going to get. <laughs> I mean, we're nerds talking about nerd shit. What do you want from us? He's also in the really bad adaptation of Six Degrees of Separation. Never watch that. It is an amazing cast where everyone is having an off day. It's very sad. Um, oh, anyway, I wanted to get back to um, oh, yeah, Chakotay. Chakotay giving us insight without being kind of caricature about it. Yeah. And he actually tells us that his mother, whom we never know, like who she is, really, that mm. I know of, and I don't know if we ever will. But she kind of, like, tells him some of the science behind various rituals, and he says, and it kind of ruined the the magic for me, like, ruined the, the you know, the faith that involved that's involved with it, which makes a little sense why Chakotay didn't really accept his faith for a while until Daddams died. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was a very nice scene, because, yeah, you would yeah. want to know, you would want to use... Chakotay wisely in this moment, and I thought it was a good use. Yeah, they definitely, definitely. could have really, well, as they fucked it up, but really used Chakotay like they often do. Yeah. Which is with their incorrect information. Yeah, he'd say, well, Janeway, do we, you want to go visit your, your guide animal again and see what it has to say? You know, talk to the lizard? And she'd be like, oh. I was really awkward. hoping, because, you know, there's that creature in the box, the Nesset, that bitter. Oh, we never yeah. got to see it. I, I was hoping it would be a me too! What? I was right there with you. I was like, oh no. What's in the box? What's in? That's a Dune reference. I got that one because we've seen Dune. Oh yeah. Alright, All right, good. Check out our Dune coverage somewhere Sorry, on SoundCloud. I didn't think you got it because you weren't <laughs> laughing at that oh, obviously it's just, hilarious reference. Oh yeah, it was hysterical. Yes. Hysterical. Okay. Well. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, mm. Here's here's a reference for for you guys. I, I thought of the um when we meet the guide and she's just playing with lights in the in the cave and getting the lights to work and then you realize oh you're the one who's the guide and I wrote like wow the Yoda reveal was better. I, I, <laughs> you you mentioned she's Yoda. Yodaing around, yep. You said it when he when she took the tricorder. I yep. think. Yeah. Yeah, sure was. I'd like to think Chakotay's mom dumped his dad. Because he just kept stripping off whenever he met people. <laughs> oh, no. Mm. It's like, darling, this is getting weird. 
getting weird. I mean, it's one thing when you're just in the middle of nowhere and you meet other hikers and that's freaky, but a lot of them are on fucking LSD and into it, but now we're at a bar. I don't know why hikers are on LSD. I just, I had to pick up. Oh, dear. I mean, that can be the only explanation for anyone wanting to hike. No offense, Ames. (laughs) I don't do any LSD. Ames, I love you. I didn't mean anything by it. Thank you. Cool. Don't sound so enthusiastic, Jake. (gasps) Here's my my final note on my card. Janeway just killed science as much as she killed Tuvix. Oh, I hope they never reference this episode again. Yeah, because... Like, why would they? Well, There's because... Of, you'd, of, of note. you'd think after this episode, Janeway's faith in, sh- in science would be shaken. Because science isn't always the answer when, Jesus goddamn Christ, this wasn't science. This whole episode wasn't even yeah, science. It was bullshit. It was a big pile of bullshit. I'm not often one of those people that gives a fuck about quote-unquote, what Gene Roddenberry's vision was, because normally people invoke that because they're mad that there's a black person on the screen. Or that the women are wearing lots of clothing. But I will, yeah. But I will say, this kind of stands against a lot of what Gene Roddenberry and believed. Like, here's the thing. We are going to have what I think is a much better faith versus science episode this season. Mm. Um, Ooh. Okay. Which Good. is also a ridiculous episode that we're that you're either gonna love or hate. Oh, no. so I'm very, I look I'm very forward. Much getting ready to get on the hate train. Woo! Chugga chugga. Because there's no, st- no. there's things Open there's mind. some things Open about mind. it that are incredibly stupid, but uh, it is an interesting face for faith versus I mean, science debate. Let's be honest. How many really good Star Trek episodes are like this? Is ninety five percent good, but what the fuck just happened there? Mm. All of. So, segue into blogtivity. Yeah, segue into our blogtivity. Y'all will remember that for the past couple of weeks we've been talking about our, our memory trip down... Wow, that was a sentence. Yep. Uh, we, were, we were going down a, a road trip down memory lane into TOS because we saw Split Sulu, so we had to. Yeah. And our final in the segment on TOS stuff is going to be our favorite races from the original series. Now, I realize... Most of them kind of blur together because almost everybody just looks like humans and almost everybody we don't see a lot of. So yeah, yeah. It's like take, think- take this with some grains of salt. <laughs> I was thinking that, like, God, grains I, mean, I know of salt. all tracks do, grains. you know, Much like, salt. have, like, you know, they'll fall back on, fuck it, these aliens look exactly like humans, but at least later ones will occasionally be like, let's throw some token spots on them or something, but so many in TOS are just people, and it's... Yeah. They're people, they're often monocultures, they're also, mm. they're often specifically there to make a point. Yeah, like they are so just upping the allegory. Yeah, but I'll get a story with some people who don't look like people at fucking all. Um, and I realize also that the, the races that I'm picking are also ones that we don't see a lot of representations from. Because the ones that I picked are all... Uh, the the last of their species. Ah. I'm oh, gonna wow. start her off with, with the Horda, of course, uh, whom we love. I know we talked about her in our favorite character episode, which you should go check out. You can also read about this up on our Tumblr. But Horda was a great one because I thought that was a a very unique race of aliens that we saw that we didn't quite know what they were, and the whole unraveling of what these creatures were was a very nice touch. And ultimately, not the last of her species. Yeah, because she had Babby, right? Mm-hmm. They just weren't hatched yet. That's why she bunch was of, being so protective. Bunch of teeny tiny pizza blobs. Yum. Oh, like a delicious bagel pizza. Babbies. Oh. If pizza's on a bagel... You can eat Horda anytime. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. Uh, I'm also going to uh, to say the uh, the M113 creature, also known as the Salt Vampire, whom we loved on off. I actually wondered if you were going to mention the Salt Vampire, of course. but then I couldn't remember if she was the last of her kind. Yeah, we meet her in ver- very very early in season one in the Man Trap, and she just wanted to survive, and she had a good thing going on planet with Crater or Corby. I get them confused. Crater, uh... I think. Sure. I'm going to say Crater. Let's go with that. Uh, until ever the fucking Enterprise screwed everything up, and now there's no more salt vampires and Rip. Speaking of Rip, I'm going to also give my, my final favorite race to the androids created by the old ones, including our best friend, Ruck. <laughs> uh, oh, Ruck. A, a great race of creatures, because we get, like, really interesting little glimpses of, like, what that must have been like, because mm. he talks about the old ones, and I know this was an episode by Robert Block, who was very into Lovecraft, he was a good friend of Lovecraft, so it's a Lovecraftian race, and I'm just into these guys. I, I wish they'd been able to stick around, because their stories would have been great. So those are my three. Mm. Does Caitlin want to go next? What's everybody looking at me for? Because uh, you looked at me. Don't look at me. Somebody okay. else. Okay. Jake. Okay, sure. So I was I was going to say uh, the Horta. You can say the Horta. I, for I'm sure. going to repeat the Horta yes. because uh, I do I do love her and um, you know because she just wants to do good. You know she's you you you, no kill you you fuck around and find out. But if you're a friend, then she'll help you mine. You know she's she's just a nice lady. She'll help you out. Speaking of nice ladies, the next one I was going to say is the Talosians. Ah, cool. Um, which is actually a late edition because I just saw, the, we were watching that show today. That's true. Like, oh, yeah, the, the Talosians are actually pretty cool, pretty interesting. You know, they're kind of bastards, but their heart's in the right place. Yeah, you know? I like that they advanced outside their minds and all this mm-hmm. stuff. That's a cool story. Yeah, and like, because I had kind of forgotten the angle that their planet was wiped out by war. Uh, and they had to move underground because the surface was uninhabitable. So there's sort of a, a, a parallel. And the reason that they became so, like, presumably they weren't, you know, walking brains until they moved down underground and had to fo- only focus on their uh, intellectual pursuits. Yeah. And then sort of got lost in fantasy lands that they were creating. Yeah. yeah I don't have to build stuff. I can just imagine a pizza. Yeah. And the hoarder will bring me a pizza. Yeah. Give me pizza. And it's interesting. You can eat pizza anytime. It's kind of easy. In a way, it's like, it's that old idea of like, you know, stuck in a fantasy world, except you put yourself there. Mm. Kind of, and you mm-hmm. like you eventually realize, oh, we have fucked up. Yeah, and then my my third is going to be the Ioceans. Oh, um, yes, who, who are, are, are gangster planet friends. Yes, good pick, Jake. Um, because you know, a I love gangster planet. You know that that's you know one one of my top episodes, and you know, and I just I like the idea of the Ioceans that that they're like they're not very. Right, I guess. Well, it's interesting. But they're really good at copying shit. I was gonna say, like, they're on the one hand not very bright, but on the other hand, create this whole civilization based on photos. Probably, like, there's no way the book went into detail about how to build an internal combustion engine. Right. But they figured it out. Well, yeah, they're like, they're, like they're not particularly creative. Like, they're lacking that type of intelligence. Yeah. But in terms of like. Like, they must be really incredible engineers. They just don't know how to, like, create their own shit. So they yeah. just uh, they just absorb whatever culture 
was the last one that they met. And like, I would really love, I think the only thing that could, that I would really love that would be fan servicey that they could do on um, a show like Lower Decks is to revisit Iotian yes. Planet. And they're and, all wearing And they're all in plates. TOS outfits and they're yeah. all, and they're all acting like, like Starfleet of the, of the 22nd or 23rd yeah. century. Did we leave a phaser on that planet that they could recreate something from? No, I think Doc forgot his communicator. That's fine. Um, Silly Doc. Or tricorder? One of those. It wasn't a gun. Because that was the thing. They wanted the fancy heaters. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good choices, Jake. Yeah. So, of course, mine are the Yangs and the Coons. And the are Roman you... planet people. Oh, that, these yeah, are no, jokes. I'm, I'm not going to write these down. That's the thing. Like, that, that's a key thing. Is like what's great about Gangster Planet is it's not parallel development. It is cultural engineered, yep. engineered development. Yeah, and perhaps uh, you know I, I had a lot to say about the Iotians and the Talosians because those were two of mine as well. Mm. So yes, I'm going to second the Talosians, the original Trek aliens. Yay! In their wacky, wacky ways, the Sigma Iotian two ers or whatever, and their fancy heaters and funny hats. Drop the heaters. And then it was really, it was really actually very hard to come up with another that really stood out. Unicorn dog. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. First uh, Federation. <laughs> That's a good one. Too. I had, I had considered that. I'd even considered the, uh, the rock alien sort of mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, I briefly considered the Romulans. So I remember they were actually only in TOS twice. Well, so. that we see them, I think. I think, I think their, their ships are flying around multiple times, but possibly, but they're only actually shown and involved twice. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something that maybe is kind of obvious, but fuck it. The Vulcans. Oh, there you go. Like especially they're assholes. A, a good TOS Vulcan, they're they're still sort of getting established, but a lot of it is here and carries through and like like a lot of the best sort of stuff with these species, you know, like you owe so much to what ended up going right with the uh Ferengi to like the performance. Yeah, Armin Shimmerman and the actors and all that and like he, I actually was reading an article the other about how he really wanted to push for them to be more than just the TNG caricatures. Good. And things like that. Like Love he, he purposely played him as a bit more conflicted in Alamorain episode. Move along Love home. home. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. he was written. Good on him. And so that kind of was what encouraged the audience to be like, okay, let's try to give them a bit more depth. And like, I mean, so much of what we think of as Vulcans is like entirely due to Nimoy. Exactly. I mean, not just his performance, but his input. You know, he came up with a neck pinch because they were like, all right, so Spock's gonna, the original thing was Spock was gonna just hit the guy with the butt of his gun. He was like, he seems a bit inelegant. Can he have some kind of Vulcan trick he does? And they went, "Uh, sure, I guess. He came up with the idea of mind meld, like. So much of it is down to him. And and again, I think even though, like, his performance was maybe informed by the idea that his character had some human ancestry, but I think it's still, like, the best Vulcans understand, the best Vulcan actors understand that it's not that they're emotionless, it's that they suppress yes. it. And Tuvok does a great job. He does. Yeah, he he does. does. And they occasionally slip, and sometimes stuff yeah. gets through, and... You know, the best Vulcans also are kind of sassy. <laughs> I am going to be very interested because I know this is gonna, this episode, I think, is coming out the week before Strange New Worlds comes out. Oh, boy. And I'm very curious how they're going to do, deal with the Vulcans in that in that show. It'll be interesting to see. Because I know in Discovery they already like did a lot of interesting, sometimes interesting, sometimes I'm conflicted by how they're doing the, the how did the Vulcans in, in Discovery. Ethan Peck needs to learn to fucking do the eyebrow. Son of a bitch. But yeah, we'll see. I much preferred when he had a beard. It's just no, <laughs> oh, it's no I, good without the he beard. He looks so much better with it. He looks awful without it. 
I mean... At least they kind of mussed up his hair, because when it was dead straight, like Spock is supposed to have it, it didn't work for him. Oh, it doesn't like work it. this way. I don't either. like any No, but it works Everything better than it Everything about it, it was terrible. Way too They short. sold us... You know what it is? It's like Ethan Peck with the beard. That's like the Amazon Spock, and then we got the Wish, Wish.com <laughs> Spock. Hmm. Uh, but Caitlin, tell us more about your um, TOS picks. Well, golly. Trillane three times. Yeah, whatever, whatever the fuck Trillane was. Tellarites. Oh, cool. We never yes. really get to know them very well, but we do get to be horrified by their terrifying fucking black hole eyeball masks. <laughs> so that's creepy. But, like, we know they kind of go on to be more important. But they're also just kind of dicks, which I like. Kind of aggressive. Kind oh, yeah, of. we kill Gav, right? I don't think Gav... Oh, actually, yeah, he is, right? He's the one that gets murdered? I think so. Isn't he the one that gets moited in the... Yeah, yeah, Tellarite gets murdered in Dragon. But is it him? I just don't remember if it's Gav or not. I don't remember. Well, anyway, Tellarites, they're cool. Tribbles? (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're they're adorable. Doi. And am I allowed to say something from TAS? Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Not Bem. No, no, no. No, no, not Bem. No. Not the Pandrins. Way better than that. Satan. Our buddy Eric's. Oh! oh! I love that! The tripedal species, uh, skilled at using their three arms and three legs in navigation and piloting. Oh, okay, God. that's great. They're really they're good at being zoomed in on and going, ha 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 James Dewan's voice. With the budgets they are now throwing at Star Trek, I want to see a really well-made... Oh, God. Not CG. Not CG. No, get... get so, like the, a puppet. Get like, Henson. Yeah. Get Henson get to make us... <laughs> That, that was Henson. Exactly. And uh, get Henson's people to make, an, you know, maybe it's a suit, maybe it's a complete animatronic, I don't know, but they could make it work. Yeah, because I know the the pilot in in Farscape had multiple arms, so they can yeah. do it. Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah. Well, his laugh will probably be better than the animated. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, like, just, I'd love to see it. Don't do CG. It's not going to age well. Get us a really good... You know, puppet or puppet suit combo thing. They could they could pull it off now. They should. They totally they should. definitely should. Yeah, this was tricky because like uh, people that kept coming to mind were I'm like. I'm surprised no one said Romulans. I was I was prepared to go get a good Romulan scream grab. Well, because I was again, again I they sprung to mind immediately, but like so much what we know about them comes from their later appearances. No, you know? but we got um, but we got uh, Leonard Mark Leonard. Yeah, Mark no, Leonard he's great. His episode's great, great but. For me, the charm of the Romulans is their... Their scheming? Idiot, over-complicated scheme hatchery from TNG onward. When when they were back. So many times. You know, I thought of the Andorians. It's like everything I love about the Andorians is from Shran Shran? Enterprise. Not their, like, two appearances in TOS. I almost said Andorians, too, and almost said because then we get Shran. But I don't really know anything about Shran yet, except that I want to bang him. Except that it's Jeffrey Combs, and therefore we automatically love Shran. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's too bad that I couldn't just say my my favorite race from Star Trek TOS is uh, fucking... Jeffrey Combs, because yeah. he was not in it. But <laughs> when we get to DS9 and we do the same activity for yeah, DS9, Jeffrey Combs. Just oh, Jeffrey God. Combs five times. Or even like, you know, the Medusans. Well, Zero, really. I love Zero. Zero's great. I mean, nothing wrong with the Medusans we saw, but. Oh, yeah, Kalos. Kalos was cool. Yeah. He's a, he would be a good choice for a race, but I like I like these other races I like too. the plastic vomit. Uh, aliens. Oh my god, the parasites! <laughs> oh, the flying yes. ones that, yeah. like, killed Jim's brother? <laughs> yep, Jim's brother, which was just Shatner in a fake mustache. 
Uh, yeah, you know, his brother, T- Tim. George. Tim. Does it look like Jim? Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Tim and Jim. Tim and Jim. Yeah, that was nice. Fun. Yeah, so this was, this was a good trip down memory lane, as I think I tried to say earlier and failed at. Talking about TOS. Yeah, we should do a. More of this one with the other series too, because I think that would be yeah, definitely. I have I have some of those planned. Not yet though, because next week we have we're doing a different thing. Let me tell you about what we're doing next week. Futures End Parts One and Two. What? It's gonna be a weird day. I bet that's gonna be awesome. I am so full of hope for this wonderful two parter. No, we should get we should get a guest star for next week because it's gonna be so awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be a good idea. It's gonna be too much episode for four people to handle. Yeah. Yeah. Call Sarah Silverman. Hey. Yeah, so that, we're going to do that next week. We're going to do more blogtivities next week. You can check out this blogtivity over on our Tumblr, SSHV Podcast. Tumblr. Do the whole Tumblr <laughs> thing. Check it out there. You can listen to all the other episodes we've done for freaking ever now. So many Over episodes. on SoundCloud or, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. Because you put them everywhere and they show up on all the other lists. So it's mm-hmm. fine. Yep. It's easy that way because we don't have to do extra work. Yeah, so listen to the other podcasts. You can friend us on the Facebook and the Twitter. And you can rewatch TOS and tell us who your favorite races were then, too. Extra points for Klingons, because no one remembers that they're in TOS. They are uh, so different. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll check you out next week. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. And this is always Chris. Live long and prosper? Yeah. If you have your dignity and a... Bag, it's only worth a bag. Rule of acquisition 109, she said, having just watched an episode where that gets mentioned. There we go. A Deep Space Nine rewatch is good for something. (laughs) 